Joe and Scotty for the second episode of Dancing About Architecture, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, segmented things that we made up. Important things. Very important, yes. Uh, And uh, we're going to start it off like we started off last week with the Stranger Danger segment. Stranger Danger, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm excited about this week's Stranger Danger. I had what I feel like is a is a big city experience. Like you know, you're living in a big city yeah. when you see a homeless guy jerking off. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen too many other places. No, I feel like it, like you know, New York subway is a it, it's a bit of a cliche. City, yeah, either jerking off or taking a shit. Oh really? I, I'm yeah. familiar with that I've one. I've seen a lot of homeless people taking shits around here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind yeah. the bushes. Yeah, no, but no, like no between cars. Oh, between cars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> behind the bushes, I go behind the bushes. That's, <laughs> that's just what I do. That's when I see them. I'm yeah. behind the bushes. Have you ever been stuck out in the in in public with nothing and no 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 serviso and had to go for it? I'm lactose intolerant. Of course. I <laughs> I've been stuck almost everywhere possible, <laughs> having to shit. <laughs> You'd think I'd take it more seriously, but I still eat cheese yeah. and ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever use one of the uh, those those public uh, toilets in uh, France, where it's like the, the freestanding bathroom, and it's like full the fully automated? Oh yeah, we like, have those here too in San Francisco. The fully automated ones? I don't know if they're fully automated. I no, I never been in one. Oh, those! Like, it's like a suicide machine from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like I was terrified of them, and yeah. then I had like this. I had an experience where like it, I, I literally like the machine like turned on me. Like I was mid pee, and, <laughs> and um, what do you mean by turned on you? Okay, I was mid pee, and the automatic door opens behind me. Yeah. And then the toilet actually folds back into the wall like disappears you weren't sitting and then it sprays water on me (laughs) like i'm in flip-flops and it's like it fold the the toilet folds into the wall and where the toilet folds in two little misters like the ones at the grocery store yeah you know like mist onto my feet yeah (laughs) while you were in there midstream i i think i heard about something like that and it's like a you know it's an urban myth or something about somebody drowning in one of those where like they got stuck inside and it went into cleaning mode and filled with water drive and it filled the entire thing up with water and they just drowned in there somebody told me that oh god that's like final destination shit yeah all right so tell us a little bit more about your masturbating friend oh yeah so anyway so i was uh i was working over at a friend's place on union street Mm mm-hmm um, and it's one of those, you know, kind of like upstairs apartments where you just have the like doorway that's, that's access to the sidewalk. Yeah. There's like five steps that go up to the front door. Okay. So and, like um, yeah, so it's like a little stoop. And, um, so when I got there, it's probably around noon Yeah. and, um, I went in and like the girls weren't home, um, and they were gone all day and there was a homeless guy sitting on the front stoops mm-hmm. and he's got like a black you know, fireman's jacket with the yellow reflectors on it and the, the, the hoods up. Are you sure he was a homeless man, not a fireman? He was he was in shorts. Okay. And he had those like you know those like homeless 
picked scab sores on the knees and, and legs. Yeah. Yeah, like he had homeless yeah. he had a homeless skin. Yeah. Right. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of shiny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's also how I determined my stranger danger man to be homeless as well. It was the homeless skin. He had the skin. Yeah. So anyway, so like he's just sitting, he's just, you know, sitting there with his uh, elbows on his knees, like head hunched down, like looks like he's sleeping. Harmless. Yeah, totally harmless. Harmless and I, San Francisco bum. Yeah. So I just, I, you know, I say, excuse me, step around him, go inside. No big deal. He has every right to be there. Right. And over the next few hours, I go in and out about three or four times. And each time, he hasn't moved. He's just posted up. Yeah. And um, strangely enough, he had a broom with him. Aside, he had like a shopping... Like, yeah. Well, maybe he you just know, got off work. One of those reusable... No, but like it was like a decorative broom with different color string wrapped around it. Decorative broom? You know, like the, the, the ones where it's just like a bunch of broom shit... Tied together, oh yeah, you know, like the whole stock, like just a, one, like, like a witch broom. Yeah, like a like a witch looking broom. Maybe he was a homeless witch. A homeless witch could have been. So at any rate, um, or that would he'd be a wizard. You never know. You don't want to. You don't want to judge. Yeah. At any rate, I think he'd figured out at this point, after like the third or fourth time that I go past, that when I walk past him, I'm gonna be walking back in in the next minute or two. Like I'm grabbing something from my truck. Yeah. Or I'm, you know, getting something at the corner store. Right. Those were my previous trips down. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about those. Yeah, so then, uh, so this time I went to the corner store, I got a bottle of water, and come back. Yeah. And uh, and as I come around the corner, I notice that he's like, you know, hand in, in the jacket, mm-hmm. arm moving, unmistakable rhythm. Unmistakable jerk-off action. Yeah. And at this point, like, I'd only seen, like, the bottom, you know, like, basically his beard sticking out of the hood. Yeah. Like, his, he was hunched over. I couldn't see any bit of his face. This time, yeah, he's, he's looking face. up at me with this, like, impish little smile. Yeah, like you do when you're masturbating and looking at somebody and in person. looking me dead in the eyes. Yeah. And, uh, right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean. What else would he be looking at? Yeah. And I think, like, I, I hope that wasn't what he needed to finish. Yeah. Because, um, like I said before, like, if anyone's coming on the steps of my, my, my female friends, it's going to be me. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I look out for those girls, you know. <laughs> they're younger. They're in their mid-20s, yeah. you know. They're, they're, they're young bloods. Did you let him know? I didn't. Did you I mark just your territory? <laughs> Did I just whip it out and yeah. race him to the finish? Race him to the just, finish, yeah. Just look him in the eye and just... Yeah. <laughs> nobody comes on my friend's steps except me. Well, that's the story from now on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, at this point, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like the Irish say, you never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yes. So, anyway, so I I just step around him, you know, because I was like in motion, like walking up the steps. And so I like, I I ended up stepping around him. And then, you know, I decided that this is, that it it was time for him to go. Yeah. And um, he was no longer harmless. Like, one of the girls came home or worked. Imagine early. how many times one of your friends is going to have to see him do that now that you're whenever you're not there. Right. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, I, you know, it was just it's like, hey, buddy, it's time for you to go. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Because I didn't want him to know. Like, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what came over me. Excuse me. I'm going to just. Yeah. Then you do, well, you just like, he just then, you know, not, not too hurriedly. Um, but like, got his, gathering just his gathered his belongings and, his and left. Like he knew it was time to go. Did he fly away on his witch broom? 
Um, I wish. I wish he'd have just like tucked it between his legs and did a little pony ride out of there, like just a little victory dance. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah, but the thing Even is, though he, he already ruined every joke he could have possibly told or done because he was jerking off and looking at you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no. nothing he would have done could have been considered cute after that. Right, but he didn't upset me, which I think might have been his goal. That's probably it. I mean, whenever I do that, that's my goal is to upset people. Right. I mean, always. Yeah. The uh, surprise, I'm jerking it on your steps. It works so much better than a middle finger. <laughs> it really does. You know, it's a little harder to execute when you're driving. <laughs> but it's more, ultimately more effective. Unless it's unless you're dealing with a trucker. Yeah. In which case, they've got the eagle they've eye got, on you. they got a good view. Yeah. It's yeah. Easy. Yeah. Well, my stranger danger. Thanks for your stranger danger, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Mine is is sort of a, uh, a last minute. I was procrastinating, uh, just like in high school, and came up with one on the walk up here. <laughs> yeah, the miracle on the on the walk back got from dinner. A, got thrown a stranger danger miracle. Thrown a bone. Yeah. Or a stick. Or a stick. So mine's stick man, who uh, Scotty didn't notice as we were walking, but we were. Walking next to the donut shop down the street and ran up to the corner and I noticed a man standing on the corner starting to walk towards us holding about a three foot branch stick. And at first I was like, oh yeah, no big deal. Maybe he was hiking or, you know, he's just holding a stick. It's Right. It could have, it, it could have passed for like, you know, one of those walking sticks. Like a, a very that... large magic wand. Yeah, or like one of those walking sticks they sell at like REI for douchebags. Yeah, yeah. At first I was like, okay, whatever, guy with the stick. See guys with sticks all the time. Right. Uh, but then I noticed as he was walking by us that he was muttering violence. He was muttering curses. And he was like, motherfucking, you know, like nonsensical, but angry. Angry, yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, this guy is dangerous. <laughs> Potentially. He was not very big or scary or anything, but he had a stick and he looked like he didn't give a shit. Yeah. And he was talking like he didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but I liked how your your Irish came up. I mean, that was, you, you got a little. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, I, I wouldn't say Irish. It's it's your jersey came out in you. Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, I, I immediately think about how I could potentially defend myself from something like that. Right. Because it feels like a threat. Like, I have a few triggers when it comes to things like that. Somebody's spitting near me, uh, nearby me, or towards in me. Your, yeah, in towards in your, in your general direction. It triggers me to get... To, to get ready to, get ready ready to throw to, some get fists. Get ready to rumble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and apparently somebody muttering next to me with a stick in their hand doesn't really work for me either. Um, but what did I say? I was going to make him eat the stick? Um... Yeah, you were like, it, it, you said it, it was pretty badass, too. Like, it gave me the vapors a little bit. You were like, uh, you know, easy buddy, I'm going to make you eat that fucking stick. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of go into a blackout in New Jersey mode, where I don't even remember what I said or how I, how I acted, but it's like I blacked out, and somebody's like, wow, you were just really tough. Yeah, Jersey Joe. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> you're but, a formidable guy, too. Like, you know, if you're angry... Like the, I could see you just being like the juggernaut. Like you could just like run right the fuck through, through mode ninety five percent of people. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta use my power of like, yeah, use my powerful calves. 
calves to project myself. <laughs> Your powerful calves. <laughs> and just juggernaut, just people bowling, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's the kind of fighting that I should get into. If there was a professional sport, people bowling, yeah. I'd be really good Or at it. Red Rover. Red Rover. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just run people over in that game? Did you ever play Red Rover as I, a kid? I'm, I'm sure I did. I just don't remember. It was, uh, you know, it was in Blackout. It, 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 was, it was great. It was like uh, you'd line up. You know, I know ten there was kids. Like a thing. Red Rover, Red Rover. Yeah, your your mother's hungover. Like I can't believe we used to play this. Like with like the teacher would be like, "Hey, let's go play Red Rover." You know, like when we were in yeah, elementary it's school. Just everybody beats the shit. Everybody out of line shit. like 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 one line of kids on one side, one line of kids on the other, and you yeah. all hold hands. Uh-huh. And then you'd like swing your hands and say like Red Rover, Red Rover, yeah, send Joe on over, yeah, and then you would have to run as fast as you could. And, and try to lines. and try to break through the hands. Oh right! And if yeah. you if you broke through, then then you get sued. No, then like the kids then like somebody was out. Oh yeah! If you get through the people that are connecting, they're out. Yeah, um, they're out. Yeah, it's but like then and kind of if they get you, then you're on their you, team. You become you become assimilated. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, sharks and minnows. Remember that mm-hmm. game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, definitely, I, mean, I definitely played that, but that's probably why I don't remember it because I was probably in blackout Jersey Joe mode the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably really awesome at it, <laughs> and I don't even remember. I have a trophy at home. Yeah, Red Rover trophy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that was a terrifyingly dangerous game. Yeah. All right, on to our next section. Uh huh. Called Ill- illogical beliefs. So this week we've got a couple of new ones, and uh, so mine is, uh, I have this illogical belief that I might be able to change somebody's mind by commenting on their Facebook post. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm starting to grow out of it though, because I tend to to write the comment and then delete it, write write it again, then delete it, and if I do that three times, then it's... It's out. I'm not going to comment on that person's page. Oh, it's like if you do that three times, like Mark Zuckerberg like appears in the mirror and yeah, and Zuckerberg, 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 <laughs> and then and then my computer shuts down. <laughs> yeah, same thing works with one of my ex girlfriends. If you say pumpkin spice latte three times, yeah, <laughs> what happens? She appears. She appears oh, and, wow. and starts nagging you about your dirty bathroom. <laughs> And then, and then, and then wants you to go to brunch. <laughs> oh wow, that could be one of our tropes, one of our uh, our characters. Oh yeah, you know the pumpkin spice girl for one of our. Um, we all know them. Terrible friend archetype. That's what I meant. Oh, terrible friend archetype. Yeah, absolutely. And terrible we all know friend archetype. Terrible. We, we could probably delve into that territory <laughs> yeah. sometime. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a lot of those. <laughs> well, what's your, what's your illogical belief this week, Scotty? Um, I don't have any illogical beliefs, Joe. And that, my friend, is very illogical. <laughs> 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 All right. Now here's a section that we wanted to do last week, but we didn't really get around to it because we thought it was going to be too long form. So we've come up with a way to potentially sh- make it a little shorter of a form. It's called psychedelic onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a term that Scotty coined, I believe, at yeah. least in our friendship. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, about, to, 
well, it was about to you. Somebody, yeah. But I've heard was, you say it about other people too. Well, yeah. After, but I coined it with you because, and the reason being, and I, I want to give you credit for this. You're one of the most interesting people I've ever met, right. and um, basically, like the there's these new things that I would learn. It's like when you peel back the layers of an onion, right? You know, but like with Joe, it's just like it's like a psychedelic onion. It's it's <laughs> it's things that just catch you off guard, and you're like, "What? Really? You did that? Like, it's amazing." Yeah. Yeah, you're just full of cool ones. Nice. Well, I like to think that we all are in our own way. I'm just older. Well, yeah, and I just have certain things that I think are cooler than others, you know? That's true. Not everybody thinks my stories are cool. Right. Um, so our, our short-form version of this is that we, um, we're going to try this out. We have to have a true story. This is for both of us, not just me, it's Scotty as well. We have to have a true story, and we have to tell that story in one sentence and then the other, or summarize the story. Summarize the story in one sentence. And we always end it with, let's just say that. So we'll, we'll, we'll try it out for you right now, folks. We'll start with Scotty's. So Scotty, what's your psychedelic onion story? Um, I was once arrested in the middle of a date. Interesting. Yeah. And what happened? Let's just say it was my first kiss in handcuffs. Your first. My first. Okay, uh, so now my psychedelic onion story is I was once the victim of an attempted stabbing. All right, well, uh, how'd that go? Let's just say that guy really wanted to watch Saved by the Bell. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so there's short form psychedelic onion for you, folks. And moving on to. Yeah, if you'd like to hear the long form of this, uh, go ahead and DM us on social media. Right, we've got we've got very lengthy stories we can tell you. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll we'll fill your <laughs> yeah. inbox with a story. I'll give you Scotty's phone number in next week's podcast. <laughs> so this is my favorite segment, um, at least so far. It's your mom box. The mom box. The mom box. The mom box is an idea that we came up with um, because. We won't explain this every time. We explain it on the first it's episode. It's based on an idea that I think other people have had. The idea being that if you die, it's likely that your mom's going to find you have to come clean up your mess. If right? you die before your mom. If you die before your mom. Yeah, it's likely your mom. Tragically, tragically. Your mom's going to be at least part of the group that's going through your shit. Yeah, and there's certain things that you don't want her to see. Right, and so like a best friend would be the guy that knows. That when you die, it's come over and get rid of all the stuff you don't want your mom to find. Delete the browser history. And delete the browser history. All that good stuff. So, but our concept is is actually quite the, the opposite of that. No, you got to lean into that reality. Yes, and uh, what we plan to do is we want to leave our moms a box. We're going to take these things, and make sure they're in the box, and label it with a nice big sticker on top that says "For Mom." Yeah, all the worst shit in there. Now, there's a positive reason for this. Now, this we won't explain this every time, but this episode, we'll give, we'll give another explanation this time. The reason being is that no mother should ever have to outlive her child. Yes. And what happens so often is that when someone dies, they just get canonized. And everyone, mm-hmm. you know, they want to think of them as like the most wonderful person ever. And I feel like that makes it harder to deal with the loss. So, by putting all your shit in a box, labeling it for your mother, all your worst stuff. Yeah. 
she's going to really know what a piece of shit you were and might feel better about the fact that you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just to make mom feel better. Yes, it's really. It's just a, it's a, it's a loving move. Yes. So what's in what's in your mom box? What is in my mom box? It is. This one is uh a uh it would be a birth certificate. Mhm. For a grandchild that I never told my mom about. <laughs> Perfect. You love that. <laughs> and mine, uh, I'm, I'm going simple this week. Uh, Dexter slides. Uh, I'm sure most of you know what that is, but basically slides with little drops of blood on them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, this was a tough one for me this week because when you came up with the Dexter slides idea, it was like, I couldn't think of a better one. <laughs> I think that the reason I like this segment so much is I feel like I've got a plethora of, of mom box items that a lot I can of, just lot of... throw out there. Like, this is one is just going to be easy for me every week. Yeah. You know, we both got our ones that we're, we're better at or not as good at. So, oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Mom box just happens to be mine. Right. <laughs> at least this week. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, another quick one. And now we're going to do another segment that we did not do last last week. Um, one that we planned on doing. This one is called Social Media Hero of the Week. The Social Media Hero of the Week. Sorry, I, I, I recorded a, a, a voiceover this week, and so I'm just feeling very voiceover-y. I'm proud of my, I'm proud of my voiceover voice. That's your voiceover voice? Well, no, it's my cheesy voiceover voice. Did uh, you get hired for a cheesy voiceover? Um, I did. Uh, well, not hired. I got yeah. used. You got used. Um, yeah, by Maximum Flavor. They, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, they're doing a video for uh, a large construction company, uh-huh. uh, which I won't name. And you've got a very construction-y voice. I, I am a construction-y guy. Yeah. But uh, this was, a, yeah, it was for a, a college recruitment video. And so I did the voiceover for that, and uh, I just I can't help but like just wish that they could have one little picture in picture when they're watching this this video of all this just like bullshit, you know? Yeah, you want jerk off? We do charity propaganda bullshit. You want them to see you, see me perched on a stool in front of a little, you know, uh, wearing little wearing record a fireman's jacket and shorts. And <laughs> <in> the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just thinking like the you know the uh, long haired hippie yeah hippie looking dude no it's just your voice man but it's just my they voice they didn't want your hair you'll, one day you'll achieve that hair model status for I, now you gotta stick with with just the voice yeah so what's who's our who's our social media hero of the week our social media hero of the week is uh, we discovered her on Instagram yeah uh, randomly looking for something else um, her her name is listed as Harmony H Harmony H. And her Instagram handle is Watch Me Harmony. Watch Me Harmony. Right, which... And that's just what we did. Right, which isn't a homeless guy jerking it, hoping that someone named Harmony is going to stumble across it's it. It's very far from that. Mm-mm. It has nothing to do with singing. No. No, it has to do with her... This girl, she seems lovely. Like, yeah. statuesque, you know, model-looking body. Yeah. Wearing, like rolled up jean shorts with red tights underneath and you know i mean just like really goofy goofy outfit and then like you didn't get the sense that she was like 13 years old though um i think she could be a teenager okay but like i i don't want to think that 
No, I didn't want to think. I, that I, I like I to was... think she's over eighteen. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I was. I was thinking more. About... I mean, I didn't find her attractive, <laughs> so I'm not worried about it either way. But okay. like, yeah. Um, you know, it was it was some really well executed goofy dancing. Yeah, she had the outfit and the goofy dancing, and she has uh, her description of her of her Instagram account is pretty pretty funny too. Yeah. Losing my dignity one one video at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like that's like, clever. Yeah, and she seems like in the video at first, it's like, is she serious? And then you kind of get the realizing, no, 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 she's she's being intentionally goofy. But yeah, it's like I've put it on the par of like the Napoleon Dynamite dance at the end of the at the end of the Napoleon movie. It's, and yeah. She, and you say she has how many videos like this? Oh, there was at least I don't know twelve, sixteen. Like there was quite a few. And, and are they recent? Has she, is she still making them? That one had to be recent because it was the first one that came up under that hashtag. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so Never I followed. Never mind what hashtag we put in. Yeah, and I'm the two hundred and fifty seventh follower yeah. of Harmony H. So let's let's get this girl some attention. She deserves it. She's genuinely funny. Yeah, give it up for Harmony. Give it up for Harmony. Okay. All right. Now, are we uh... moving on to another quick one? Oh, called you didn't even picture this. You didn't even run this one by me. Fuck you. I don't have to run anything by you. That's right. You don't. <laughs> I'm just surprised you snuck that one in there. A little. I think I, I think you were in the bathroom and I just kind of wrote down. I, I don't know where it came from, but uh, those picture this things, they just come from some somewhere in the back of my brain. So it's something that I've been thinking about or dreamt about. And last week it was, what would you would you feel scared if you were being chased by somebody in flip flops? This week, what I've been thinking about is, what if you had uh, an insatiable appetite for paper? Think um, about it. Think hard about it. Like to eat, like we're talking just eating paper. Yeah, not even eating it, just being really hungry for it all the time. Oh, it's so like you couldn't eat. I mean, it's paper. You can't really eat very much really, of it anyway. You can't survive. You just paper. like always want to eat it. Yeah, but you eat other things. Like you eat regular food and stuff, but like you're just, you're just almost always hungry to, 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 to eat paper. Right, like somebody breaks out a phone book and you're just fucking you're salivating. Just tender, yeah. thin yeah. pages. Yeah. Those probably are the best, too. Phone books. Those are like, those are like the potato chips of paper. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you got like the wedding invitations. That's like ooh. cheesecake. What about like business cards? Business cards. Ooh, yeah. Like those Pringles. are those are like cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, maybe you just never eat them, never eat paper. You just imagine you just, it. You're just imagining it all the time. You know, I would be willing to bet there's at least one person that yeah, has. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of those shows with like the lady that eats soap and stuff. Yeah, so. just like super weird disorders. Yeah. I actually knew a lady one time that had an insatiable appetite for dirt. Yeah? Yeah. She like, I mean, she she talked about it with such fierce passion. Really? Yeah, it was really funny. I was working uh, for TaylorMade Golf, and it was one of the VP's like trophy wives. Oh, okay. And she worked in like the customer service department with me. Yeah. And, her, you know, she was like hot in her late 20s. I was still in my early 20s. Yeah. And um, so, of course, like, you know, I was just fascinated by anything she had to say. Sure. And so she would just, you know, tell me all the shit. She was telling me about how, like, she fucking loved eating dirt, like, ever since she was a kid. Pretty sure she was hitting on you. Um, I mean. <laughs> Get it? Because you're dirt? <laughs> no, I don't. 
I didn't I didn't get it based on that because I'm an egomaniac. <laughs> that wasn't the original. Joke. I was like, oh yeah, because like I, I've 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 recently discovered that there are like are times when women are like it's really attracted to me or they like me. I just have I'm completely oblivious to it just because I don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. always think that I'm God's gift to women. You don't always think. that? Don't always think that. No. Oh, okay. Sometimes I do. Yeah, most of the time. Okay. At least that's at least that's how it comes off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I'm sensitive. So, so yeah, uh, eating paper. Um, and now, after a picture of this, we're moving on to the terrible friend archetype. So, what's our terrible friend archetype this week? Is the regressive progressive. The regressive progressive. The Last re- week, what was it? It was uh, the the alcoholic one. The codependent drunk. Codependent drunk. And this week, we've got the regressive progressive. Yes. We all know the regressive progressives. Many of you might even be one. Most of you probably are. Yeah, there's quite a bit of you out there these days, and and it's it's one of the issues that is the first time in the in the year now that I've I've been friends with with, with Joseph, that I've actually seen him get fired up about anything political, <laughs> like at all. Yeah, they're starting to get me. They're starting to get me sucked in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this is a guy that was convinced that you know the the, the French Revolution was was over ice cream. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to study up now, folks. You better be careful, you aggressive progressives out there. But we've all got that friend and uh, who is very progressive, uh, but in a very regressive way because they don't actually check their facts. Well, it's, they it's random shit on social media. Very not really thinking about it. Very emotion based. Very emotion based. Um. And, Not that and, I disagree with every single thing that they say, but it's just the uninformed way in which they put it out there. Yeah, and then it the hypocritical leads, way. In the hypocritical way where they're not really thinking about what it is they're saying. Right. They don't care. Yeah, like they a po- want everybody else to be quiet except for them. Yeah, like a lot of people calling for recently, you know, calling for like the, the, the murder of or just, you know, un, unprovoked violence yeah. against... Um, uh, the alt right, yeah, and um, you know basically what this what this boiled down to to me was, you want to kill people based on their ideals, yeah, not on their actions, just on their ideals, yes, which, which sounds a little bit like an idea that uh, somebody somebody some somebody had that. you know in the nineteen thirties in. In Eastern Europe or yeah, Central Eastern Europe, they've gotten to the point where they're 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 starting to say it's okay to be violent towards towards people. Yeah, if they don't punching believe, Nazis in the face. Yeah, if they don't believe what you believe, not by any means am I saying the things those people think are good, but I am not going to punch somebody in the face over it. Right, and like you know, my my thing is is like when we're talking about you know civil rights and equality, all that kind of stuff, it's like. There's one person I look to. Um, I think he had the blueprint. I think he had it dialed in. Yeah. I think he got our country further than, than it ever could have without him. Mm-hmm. His name is Martin Luther King. Yeah, you may have heard of him. Yeah. Um, and he, he actually clashed with other civil rights activists that believed that violence was, was a means to an end 
for, yeah. for their cause. He believed that, you know, yeah. it was basically a self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah. And, you know, if you... If Violence, you, censorship. Yeah. Any of that. If if you start doing that, you're no worse than you're no no worse. You're no better than the oppressors that you're trying to overthrow. Exactly. So let's get this. Let's break these regressive progressives down. And what's <laughs> what's what's the motto that we came up with them? It's just shut up, stupid. Shut up, stupid. Right. Because that's what it sounds like they're trying to say most of the time. That's yeah. Because if the majority, majority of their argument is. Shut up, stupid. If you don't agree with them, you're an idiot or a Nazi. Yes, basically. Or both. Or both. Um, And uh, their core desire. They want to find out who the Nazis are and punch them. That's very true. Yeah. Yes. Hate to break it to you, there's probably only a handful of Nazis left. Being that the Nazi was the... uh, Yeah. Good luck was finding a, was those a political Nazis. party in Germany in the middle of the 20th century. Yes, good luck finding them. Yeah, and my thing with this is like you know Nazis. If someone, even someone self self proclaimed Nazi these days, they're a fucking poser. Yeah, you know, like I can't throw on an Eli Manning jersey and be like, I'm going to be quarter. I'm the quarterback of the Giants. Oh, that's the segment we skipped over. What was that? Things you can't be. Things you can't be. <laughs> right. right after right after we wrap up the terrible friend archetype, we'll do that. Okay, and the goal. Lots of likes on social media. Lots of that, likes. This 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 trope of a friend uh, really relies on uh, the group think and getting the people they know behind them. And hey, I had this clever idea about something. Let me post it on Facebook and see how many likes I can get because I know that. The rest of my progressive friends will be right behind me. Hey, Absolutely. everyone, check out this SNL sketch. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. It represents my political views. Yeah. So-and-so destroys the alt-right in yeah. one minute. <laughs> hey, watch this Nazi get punched. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, and so they, so these, uh, these archetypes have other qualities and other properties to them. So they've got their biggest fear. That would be facts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they've got a strategy. Regurgitate emotion-based assertions that all white people are Nazis. Yeah, basically. Even the... like, And, and I, I want to say we're not excluding the regressive progressives that are white people. Because most of them are. Yeah, most of them. Most Even of them. then, they're they're they're, they're self hating. It's it's a really weird thing that they go through. Yeah. And what's their weakness? Uh, hard cider, and or Moscow mules. Yeah, they definitely they definitely uh, are going to go for the cider over the beer. You know, because there's uh, there's too many carbs in beer. Or there's gluten. And there's gluten. Yeah. They typically don't like gluten. They're gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, get, you know, you get carbon credits for being gluten-free as well. That's true. Yeah, yeah it, helps cl- it helps stop climate change. It does. You know, as long you can keep driving your car 30 miles to work every day, <laughs> but as long as you're gluten-free, it washes out. It does. Yeah. It all cancels out. Oh, yeah, and also, you gotta, you got to post how angry you are about Donald Trump pulling us out of the, the Climate Paris Accord while driving your car by yourself. Yeah. 
yeah. It's all about doing your part. Exactly. Which is Facebook posts way more powerful than the you know any twenty actions you could take during the day to actually yeah. help reduce yeah. carbon emissions. That's, all right. So now they have a special talent too. Yes, they are. They have exceptionally keen microaggression sensors. <laughs> So keen, in fact, that I still don't even understand what a microaggression is. No, I'm not sure either. I've heard it's a term I've heard here and there. I've heard it's a term. Like, I mean, I've I heard it explained as... I feeling when I see their posts. I, I've seen it as, uh, um, as, like, hand gestures. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, if you're talking and you're gesturing... That's a microaggression. That's a microaggression, yeah, if you're, you're intensely talking. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm done for, man. You're done for, man. Yeah. If you're from the tri-state area... Buddy, you're just, I mean... I'm a microaggressor. You're, you're a microaggression machine. <laughs> That's what you are. I love micro-machines. Yes. Signori Canos. And then, uh, so, so yeah, we, we almost skipped over this one, but what? But real quick, what what's a thing you can't be? Like what's, a Nazi. This all started from, hey, people can't be Nazis no matter how much you want them to be. No matter how hard you try, you can't be. You can't be a Nazi today. That, no. that, that ship has sailed. No. So, like, so comparatively, we we want to come up with other things that you can't be. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, uh, you can't be a fully animated uh, living toy. No. 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 Despite. And despite how much you like Toy Story. Or the availability of plastic surgery. Yeah. Can't be done. Can't be. No. Um. You can't be a Roman centurion. <laughs> No matter how much you practice or you study. And how great your Halloween costume is. No, you're not going to be a Roman centurion. No. Mm-mm. No. Uh, and last but not least, listen to me and Scotty talk about our bodies. Dr. Strange Body. With Dr. Strange Body. All right, Joe. I feel like we should get a Dr. Strange body character. Oh, yeah. Comes in and asks and tells us advice about these things. He should be German. <laughs> Doctor Strange body. <laughs> yes, this is Doctor Strange body. <laughs> yes, that seems to be the problem today. <laughs> hey, if we could both do the accent, we might as well just be each other's Doctor Strange body. I'll be a Doctor Strange body. <laughs> hey, Doctor. Uh, uh, so, Joseph, tell me, what what is bothering you with your body today? Or this week? Uh, well, well, the the thing that I that came to mind uh, is not something that happens to me every week. It's it's been something that's happened to me my whole life. When I really have to shit bad, I feel like there's a screwdriver being jammed into my intestines. So, like, is this like after a certain you meal that like you have like a body? Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, doctor. I didn't mean to interrupt there. I'll let you. It's okay, Scotty. I, I let I let you go this time. Yeah. Just be quiet, Scott. All right, I'm quiet. I'm quiet. Okay. Well, Joseph, is this uh, you mean the bad shit? Does this is this after something particular you eat that make the shit bad? Yeah, like I said before, I'm lactose intolerant. So ah. I just wonder why I've got this like stabbing, stabbing pain, uh, where it feels like it's like a rusty screwdriver inside me, like I ah. ate a rusty screwdriver. Okay. Yes. This this is disappointment in yourself. <laughs> is what you're feeling. <laughs> oh, thanks, doctor. Okay. Yes, you're welcome. That's a, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. You are very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for for the advice. 
It's my pleasure. Scotty, are you, are you ready uh, to talk now, or do you want to talk to, to ask Doctor Strange about a little something about yourself? Yes, yes, I, I, I yes, yes, Scotty, tell me, tell me all about. Well, um, yeah, la- this this week, uh, I actually I did LSD for the first time. Oh, yes, very interesting. Yeah, yes. it was okay. It was it was quite an enjoyable experience. Yes, um, I spread out. Uh, I don't know, six or seven hits over about eighteen hours. It was quite a journey I went on. Wow, extravagant. Yes. But what I noticed was, um, I had to pee about every 20 minutes during every that period of time. 20 minutes. Yeah, every 20 minutes. I. Did you just think about peeing, or did you actually pee? No, I like peed. And you peed? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, okay. Could make sense. Yeah, it was like, I see, I find it hard to believe that it, it was like, you know, the, like my body was trying to flush it out. Yes. kind of situation because it's it's, so, it's LSD I had like you know so six I, milligrams I'm going to say that probably what happened is you imagined the pee and you did not pee once huh god then I just it's uh, I wasted so much water that day you did flushing the toilet every 20 minutes yes <laughs> you did not get carbon credits for this but I get carbon credits for doing LSD I don't know about that. It was in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yes, you do get caught. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, thanks a lot, Doc. Yeah. Appreciate You're it. Are going to be able to be here next week again? Oh, yes, yes. Definitely. I'll be here. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care, Doc. And uh, with that, we conclude this episode of Dancing About Architecture. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next week.